Hello, and welcome to another edition of News You Can Use, the podcast brought to you by the Global Healthy Living Foundation, or GHLF, where we discuss news of importance to patients and their caregivers. So this week, what's going on? Well, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Zoe Rothblatt. Hey, Stephen. Good to be here with you today, and everyone listening, welcome. Hello. Yeah, so I, I, I think for the most part, it's we're, we're hearing some good news. I mean, that's a, that's been a rarity over the past 15 months, but um, we're, we're at the stage of the pandemic, uh, in the United States at least, numbers are really dropping. Uh, vaccination rates are, are going up uh, each week. More and more Americans are getting vaccinated and masks are coming off. In our last episode, we discussed the CDC uh, guidelines, the changing guidelines with respect to the masks. And um, I think uh, from our vantage point, Zoe and I, we were, we were talking about this a little earlier, you know, we're definitely seeing less and less masks being worn, uh, for sure outdoors. It's almost, um, you know, almost a little head scratching to see folks outdoors without masks. And indoors, of course, you're starting to see it. So just getting right into it, um, you know, taking a little bit more time now since the CDC's recommendations, getting more comfortable with those recommendations, taking more time to read some of the science behind that. Um, how, how are you feeling, Zoe, generally about these recommendations and what it means for patients? It's interesting because last week when we were talking about this, I was saying that, you know, everyone's still in masks. It doesn't seem like much of a change. And over the course of the week, I've noticed that places, like even my my building where I live has taken signs down that say, please wear a mask. It seems like even over the past week, we've seen a lot of change. Um, I'm here in New York City, and I'm seeing that places aren't requiring masks, which I was sort of wondering how is that going to go, but it seems not like this big announcement, like no sign, you don't have to wear a mask, but sort of this like slow unveiling of this new era that we're coming in from COVID. And right. I'm still seeing a lot of masks. People are definitely still trying to stay precautious, but definitely outdoors I'm seeing a lot less. But I know we were talking a little bit about this with the warm weather. Um, it, it feels comfortable to be outside freely. I know last summer cases were low and it seems like we're at that point that cases are as low as they were last summer when we're outside. And uh, the lowest they have been in almost a year, yeah, which is right. uh, pretty remarkable. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, and I, I would agree with all of that. And, 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 you know, and just for our viewers, our listeners, um, all of our, you know, both Zoe and I happen to live in New York City, which, of course, at, at one point was the epicenter of this uh, whole pandemic. So I think that the population of our neighbors is, uh, is a little bit different than, than the population of the country at large, in the sense that, in the sense that we, you know, we we experienced the worst of it amongst our neighbors, and and it's and I think it's a little tougher to uh, go back to normalcy as a result. So I, I I am guessing that the rate of mask wearing is still higher in New York City than the country at large. But that's just a total guess. That's based on absolutely no no data. Um, but uh, yeah, similar to Zoe, you know, we we spoke last week, and you know, I think one of the one of the uh, you know the hard part of the CDC recommendations is they sort of left it to the states, localities, and private business to, you know, sort of figure things out on their own. And at this point, they have uh, the state, you know, the states and localities just don't, couldn't withstand the political pressure not to drop the mask mandates and to adopt the CDC mandates. And private business is essentially 
uh, in the same boat, as far as I can tell. Uh, uh, like you, Zoe, I also live in an apartment building, which had restricted access to the elevators, to uh, family members only. They've done away with that. Um, they have done away with the mask mandating doors. I see other businesses have, have started to send out email lists that I'm on are saying no more is no longer a need to wear a mask indoors. So, you know, we're starting to see it. You know, normalcy is definitely returning. You mentioned the fact that summer is upon us. I think that that is a big, big factor. I don't know if I would feel quite as quote unquote normal if we were in the midst of winter and most of the activities we would be enjoying would be indoor activities. But um, certainly being outdoors, um, it feels close to normal. It feels like there's, uh, you know, folks seem to have their masks um, close by, if not on. I, I attended an outdoor gathering and, you know, we were talking like, you know, what's the deal with mask? You know, people were putting the masks on as people got close. We didn't know what to do. And I said, I, I think the etiquette is this. I think the etiquette is you're supposed to keep the mask on the chin or on the wrist. Like, let people know you have the mask. Like, you're not, you know, you're not like an anti-masker, but uh, you're uh, you're in you're in the game. But um, uh, I think that's the uh, that seems to be the etiquette, general etiquette in New York. But you know, on the other hand, there there are the extremes: folks who still don't have masks and folks who are still double masking outdoors. Right. And on the topic of etiquette um, with masking and distancing and asking people about vaccines, I think there's something that comes up often in our patient community for people who are immunocompromised, have autoimmune disease, uh, maybe take immunosuppressing medications. And there's some research coming out that, um, you know, people like that do amount a good response to the vaccine, but maybe not as much as a healthy person. So, People, the CDC right. and, and patients' doctors are recommending, you know, you still want to take precautions. So when we think about etiquette, you think about patients are struggling to ask their friends, how can I talk to you about how I'm feeling and, and what precautions are going to be in place if I do go to this event? If, you know, if I'm invited to a friend's for dinner, um, it, it's, it's almost this like burden on the patient to say, and have to ask and it's like a little bit intimidating and I'm curious to hear your advice but my advice would be for patients who are struggling is um, you know think about in your mind what scenario you're comfortable with and, and come up with that scenario whether it's you want to be around people or vaccinated a certain amount of people indoors outdoors wearing a mask not and then you know ask ask the close friend um, can you give me some details about what this event will be like? And then from there, you can see if it matches your scenario, because as we go into this normal with um, healthy people walking around and, and taking the precautions that healthy people need to take, it's, it's different for our community. Right. Zoe and I, we, we were talking earlier, I think one of the troubling aspects of, of this particular uh, stage of the pandemic, if you will, is um, there seems to be a lack of concern, for lack of a better term, uh, for immunocompromised patients, uh, the patients that we represent. I don't hear it very loudly from the CDC. Um, you kind of have to dig to find media articles regarding immunocompromised patients. There are articles out there, but you, you do have to dig. They're not top of mind. State and localities, elected officials, I don't hear them focused very much on, on immunocompromised individuals at all. Um, I've heard a fair amount of folks uh, with transplants, particularly uh, kidney transplants, for whom the vaccine, they say, is uh, as you, either less effective or potentially non-effective. But again, it's just, it's not very ever present. And, um, and I think that, that 
makes it difficult to come up with the proper etiquette for society. You, you know, you'll see someone who is masked and you almost want to ask, why, why are you still wearing a mask? Didn't you get the memo from the CD? You know, we're not masking anymore. And it puts you in an uncomfortable position. And, you know, Zoe and I, we're patient advocates. We're no stranger to the world of, of advocating for patients. And unfortunately, we're no stranger to understanding that patients' voices um, are not heard as loudly as they should be. I think it is important going forward generally to create an atmosphere in the country globally that masking is okay. There's not, there's no downside, you know, to continuing to wear a mask. It's, it's okay to protect your, take a little bit of extra precautions and, you know, you come out of the pandemic at your own pace and it, you know, there, there are signs all over New York that say uh, COVID is still here. And that is true. The vaccine rates are hovering at around 50%, I believe in the United States. Um, we have not reached community immunity. Children under 12 are not eligible for a vaccine. Um, so, you know, we're not, we are not past this moment. Um, it's just a question of how we are, you know, how do we navigate this, this interesting time? And, and, you know, and again, not to put too fine a point of it, I think we're very lucky in the fact that we are dealing with this during the summer. So we can be outside as we start to demask and get more comfortable demasking. Yeah. And what's interesting is that you mentioned that there's not so much um, news around immunocompromised folks. And I think that this goes back to an old issue that happens seasonally with the flu. It's recommended that people with um, compromised immune systems get a high dose of the flu shot, um, which gives an extra protective response. And, and people um, honestly isolate during the winter, regular winters, people with autoimmune diseases are intimidated by getting the flu, it can be deadly. And, and many average folks aren't aware that that people are, are living in this fear and need extra protections. And I think now it's, it's an opportunity to raise awareness that, you know, there is there are people in our society, there are brothers, our sisters, our friends, there, there are people around us that are potentially at high risk for these situations. And we need a um, you know, take precautions and allow them to to go at their own pace with uh, coming back into the normal, like you mentioned. I think that really hits the nail on the head. I think I think everyone has to go at their own pace. And I think uh, as patient advocates, our job, uh, I don't mean Zoe and myself, I mean, for all of us listening, all of us patients, caregivers, and as advocates, our job is to create a society that normalizes the idea that you go at your own pace when it comes to the end of this pandemic. If you want to continue masking in the near future, I think we both said last week, hey, I, 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 I'm not so anti-mask, you know, in the winter. I might be masking up a few times. And I hope others do when they have sniffles. I don't want to, I don't want to catch every little cold. I don't mind a few in the, in the winter season, but I don't need one every week. Um, so, you know, I think it's incumbent. I think that's part of our future jobs, if you will, as patient advocates, is to normalize this idea of wearing a mask occasionally and, and you know, going out at your own pace. And, you know, what, what is it the kids say? You do you or something. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know, you go your own pace. It's totally fine. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's a good place to end it. And I think, it, you know, in terms of advocacy, that's what we should be pushing for at this point. Listen to the science, um, but do what makes you feel comfortable. Agreed. And, you know, be open to having conversations with those around you to make sure that you're feeling comfortable in the scenarios that you're in and, and work together to come into this new normal. It's an exciting time and really amazing that we're at this point. Finally, it feels good. Agreed. Agreed. 
Well, with that, we will leave it there. Um, and we hope everyone uh, is, is looking forward to a great summer and getting outside, taking your mask off when you feel comfortable. And, you know, most importantly, starting to see loved ones, friends, family that you haven't seen uh, is going to be a great opportunity. And when you feel comfortable, certainly, you know, the opportunity to get a hug or, or just touch someone uh, that you haven't touched in a while is, is a really big deal. We want to remind everyone you could find all the news you can use, all the information you can handle at ghlf.org, ghlf.org, uh, for all the uh, all the good stuff on, 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 on educating yourself as a patient and as a caregiver. Uh, Zoe, any final thoughts before we go? Um, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to listen to us. Excellent. That's right. Excellent. Good, good point. Subscribe, Spotify, Apple. Google, wherever you get your podcasting needs, become a subscriber today. Um, All right. With that, thank you all. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you.